Welcome to the Resilient Caregiver Podcast, where we empower those who serve people diagnosed with dementia by providing unbiased information and the encouragement necessary to maintain caregiver wellness. This podcast is brought to you by the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Southwest Wisconsin. If you would like to subscribe to our Brain Health Bulletin, where we provide you with brain health information, dementia research updates, caregiver tools, and event information, reach out today. Join thousands of other people who are committed to investing in their brain health and the well-being of those in their families, workplaces, and communities. Today, our guest is Carla Burscheidt. She's a dementia care specialist for the Aging and Disability Resource Center, serving Chippewa and Dunn counties in Wisconsin. Prior to joining the ADRC, Carla worked as an occupational therapist for over 25 years, primarily working with older adults in a short-term rehabilitation setting when they were recovering from an injury or surgery. Often the people she worked with had varying stages of dementia as well, which required additional evaluation and coordination to ensure a safe return to their prior living environment. Carla also cared for her mother that was living with dementia for six years. Carla understands the challenges, concerns, and isolation that can accompany being a caregiver of someone living with dementia. She has a passion for reaching caregivers and empowering them with education and resources to do their personal best as they serve as care partners. Carla, thank you for joining me on the Resilient Caregiver Podcast. So I am the dementia care specialist for Chippewa and Dunn County, and I've been in this role for about two and a half years. Prior to that, I worked as an occupational therapist for over 25 years. So most of my career has been working with seniors And as an occupational therapist, I worked with people that maybe had physical limitations, but a lot of times there were some cognitive changes that needed to be assessed to determine if they were safe to return to their prior living situation. And so lots of experience working with folks with dementia. And then I also cared for my mom that had dementia for uh, six years. She lived two hours away and so was working and raising my kids and, and being her support as best I could during that time as well. Wow, those are tremendous challenges. Ultimately, that sandwich uh, generation where you're caring for your own children and, and then also caring for an older adult. Tell us some of the uh, satisfying experiences that you experienced during that process and then some of the challenges. Sure. Some of the, the satisfying things were... Once I learned what therapeutic fibbing was, I learned on my own. I I wasn't connected with a dementia care specialist. I started to have fun with it, and my brother was the brunt of a lot of that. For example, she'd forget how to turn her TV off, and so she was constantly blaming that my brother was taking parts off of her TV and it wasn't working and so we would call my brother and yell at him while I was there so that was fun right you had to kind of create some humor in the situation where you could the challenges were definitely um, keeping the right mindset on that two-hour drive down to see her not knowing what I was going to walk into and that catastrophizing it in my mind before I got there so I could be in the right frame of mind to help her the best I could while I was down there. Lots of worries about how she doing today. For example, when I couldn't be down there to check on her, 
she had a great support system of friends. So I knew that she was getting checked on regularly, but it was very informal. And so I know there were gaps in that. And so that that was a little bit stressful. One thing I did do as a a caregiver that I think really helped me uh, to stay in the right mindset and not catastrophize was I started listening to audiobooks on the way to her home and then on the two hours back just to not go down a rabbit hole of negative things or things that could happen and what ifs and what do I do then that may never come to fruition just stay in the right mindset as best I could. That's vital to the resilience of caregivers. Our minds try to protect us from challenges that happen by thinking oftentimes of the worst that could happen, and oftentimes that becomes a defeating concept. Do you see that a lot in caregivers that you serve today? I am seeing more of it, but I think that people have had to identify and try out different things during the pandemic for their mental health and maybe have been more open to some of those things that they hadn't tried in the past. I had one caregiver, his escape was he would watch Netflix shows on a virtual reality with headphones on. So he literally felt like he was somewhere else. Mm. And then he eventually used that virtual reality for meditation apps and YouTube videos of meditation sitting on the beach and the warm sun and the, the waves crashing and that kind of stuff and how he was able to use that as a relaxation tool to help him sleep better and it made him a better caregiver, a more resilient caregiver. So I just thought that that was really interesting how he identified he needed a break but physically could not leave the home during the pandemic and his mom wasn't able to stay alone, but how he got so creative and found this healthy outlet for himself. As you got into this role of serving care partners and people who are dealing with dementia, was it largely your experience caring for your family member that led you to choose this position? What led to you wanting to serve this population? Yes, most definitely. I always say I did the best I could with the information, skills, and support that I had in caring for my mom. I was not tapped in with a dementia care specialist and my county or her county, now knowing what I know, I could have done better. And very much, I saw a lot of gaps on the professional side when I would see elderly person that, for example, would fall and break their hip. And there's some cognitive challenges. And there's just not that wraparound service or understanding and knowledge by the family of how to support them. And then experiencing it personally It was a tough experience for me, and I just felt the need to connect with other caregivers in that situation and help them do it maybe better than I did or do it the best that they can for their situation. And I feel like I can relate on a personal level as well as a professional level to what they're experiencing, and I feel like that's really helped me to build rapport and and help the people that I work with. Hmm. 
Tell me more about the people that you serve. Luckily, both of my counties have a wonderful, wonderful support group, and one of them actually has adult day services going on at the same time as the support group for those people that don't have the ability to leave their person at home or leave them with someone else. And so I think getting people to at least try that is so important because it, there's just so much that can be learned from other people that are walking the same journey at the same time. Right. They might be two steps behind or they might be two steps ahead, but there's empowerment and being with other people that are going through that situation. I will not say that I'm the most tech savvy person, but I have tried to educate myself on what are some tools and strategies and techniques that are out there. You know, my occupational therapy background is very much problem solving for families and for situations and keeping people safe. And so there's just been an explosion in assistive technology that people can use, either the caregiver can use, the person with dementia might be able to use that can take a little bit of that burden off that can increase safety, increase the caregiver's ability to take a break, but still maybe monitor their person from the other room. I can give you an example of more of a low-tech option. Um, I'm working with a family. I had done a home visit, and she had expressed that she was fine taking care of her husband, and for the most part, they were doing well. But the problem is, is I really miss sewing. But I'm afraid that if I go down in the basement to my sewing room that he's going to get up out of the chair or he's going to wander off and try to find me and what if he falls and so talking through different solutions with her we decided that because she wasn't very tech savvy that baby monitor with a video camera on it would allow her to place the video camera on top of the tv so she could see him in his recliner and she could take that video monitor down to her sewing room and she could just glance over and see that he's okay instead of running up and down the stairs every five minutes to check on him where she was then never really getting a break. And how just implementing that one piece of equipment really gave her that little bit of solitude, a little bit of creative time that filled her bucket back up and allowed her to be the caregiver she wanted to be. And so just trying to navigate and explore some of the assistive technology that's out there that can help people in their situations. And everybody's situation is different. Everybody's comfort level with equipment is different. And so sometimes it takes a lot of questions and figuring out what is best for their situation. There are so many new technologies that seems daily are being unleashed to help caregivers, and I'm excited that you are able to uh, utilize some of those to help the care partners in your sphere of influence. And that leads us to some exciting developments. People that listen to the Resilient Caregiver podcast, stand by and stay tuned because Carla and I are working on some projects here that are going to help you make some empowered and unbiased decisions when it comes to options available to you. Uh, stay tuned for that. Now, Carla, if we could get into the final portion of the show, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the Resilient Caregiver podcast. Uh, I always conclude the show with four questions that are designed to offer encouragement into an empowered and resilient process of caregiving. Will you run through these four quick questions with me? Sure, absolutely. All right. What is one thing dementia has taught you about the experience of living? Find the joy 
in the situation. Sometimes it's challenging, but, you know, our mindset is very powerful and we can control a lot of that to make the situation more challenging or less challenging. That's a good point. And when caregivers are overwhelmed, what have you observed to be helpful? Really, again, as an occupational therapist, I often go in with my problem-solving mode. It's like, okay, here's the problem. Let's come up with some short-term goals and some long-term goals, and let's let's figure this out. And I have learned to really step back and listen, 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 and then eventually you kind of peel back the layers and you figure out where that person can start. A lot of times they're overwhelmed, they know what they need, but maybe they haven't even verbally identified it either. And so finding that real true place to start and helping them come up with a plan is so important. What is one action you recommend caregivers utilize for self-care? Meditation. It's gotten a bad rap as being quite woo-woo, but there is so much information out there now, uh, the benefits for our our emotional health, but also now for our brain health. There's so much information out there now uh, to support that, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It just has to be that quiet time that you commit to meditation. And then once you do that regularly, you're able to tap into that during stressful times. And it's so important and it's free and it's easy to do. So I do encourage people to do that if they're open to it. What is one resource you believe is important for caregivers to be aware of as they seek to be resilient? You know, as I mentioned earlier, support groups are so important. And just like any support group or community group, sometimes you have to try a couple to find the right fit. But keep trying because there are other people and resources that you can share and build and be empowered by other people's experiences too, whether that's virtual or in person. There's just so many options to just give it a try. If you're a care partner of a person with dementia and you experience your mind running away from you into troubling narratives that could potentially happen, causing you to experience anxiety, please reach out to your primary care provider or a mental health professional. Serving as a care partner to a person with dementia can create a myriad of thoughts and emotions you may not have experienced before. Take comfort in knowing this is a common experience for people who are new to caregiving or experiencing it for the first time. Often by accessing new technology, learning new skills, and developing your ability to recognize, identify, and respond to emotions in these new situations, you just may find new confidence and an empowered ability to meet others' needs in creative ways. You may uncover what some caregivers affectionately call your superpower. Thank you, Carla, and thank you so much for listening to the Resilient Caregiver Podcast. Please share this episode with your friends or family members who may find it helpful. Please make sure to subscribe so you can get the unbiased, science-based information you need to effectively care for the person in your life who's been diagnosed with dementia. As always, please take a moment to know that you're not alone when we at the Aging and Disability Resource Center affirm your honorable work of serving another vulnerable human being. The ADRC has dementia care specialists in every Wisconsin county, So reach out to your local ADRC if you have any additional needs, questions, or concerns. 
If you're listening from the area beyond Wisconsin, please reach out to local resources available to you. Thank you so much for listening and take good care.